Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Props to Crazy with Steph and Michelle. Two friends, two diagnoses, and more crazy than they know what to do with. So sit back and enjoy, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Hey everyone, welcome back to Props to Crazy. Thank you so much for listening, and if you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe. This is a two-part episode we're doing today where we're actually going to talk to our kids about what it's like to live with a mom who struggles with a mental health disorder. Yeah, and we're also going to talk to them about their mental health and kind of how they recognize things inside of themselves and just get into what they're feeling. Right. Don't worry. This won't be the only time we hear from them as we plan to keep track of them as they grow. And in an effort to cut down the timing on this episode, we're going to save part of our interviews for a bonus episode. So sit back and enjoy while we give you insight into the lives of our kids in episode 10. All right, so welcome back to Props to Crazy. This time it's just me, Stephanie. And right now, first off, we have Gavin with us. Gavin, do you want to say hi? Hi. Hi. How old are you, Gavin? I am 12. I turned 12 recently because my birthday is on April 23rd. Awesome. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. That's cool. You're welcome. And I know your mom talked to you about what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be asking you some questions, and we're just going to have a conversation And a little disclaimer, we've already discussed with Gavin, but I'm just going to remind him that everything he says in this episode during this recording, he can say without any consequences. You can just be, you can give your honest opinion and answers. You know, you can tell me how you feel and you won't get in trouble. Nobody will be upset with you. So you can just say whatever you feel comfortable saying. Okay. Yeah. So I talked to my mom about this and I asked her if we could have her out, so she got that idea, and she'll review it and make another episode of her reaction. Perfect. Sounds good. So my first question for you, Gavin, is what do you love most about your mom? She feeds us when Colby doesn't want us to be fed, like he wants us to make our own stuff, Mm -hmm. so I feel like she stands up. Oh, okay. So she helps you, like, cook things and, like, prepare a meal for you to eat. Yeah. Maybe not all the time, but I still do like it and appreciate it. Oh, good. Good. So on the other end, can you think of something your mom does that you don't like? She used to yell at us and stuff, which Mm -hmm. I really didn't like because... Mm -hmm. Sometimes they get a little too crazy. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about that. What's it like when your mom starts getting upset and it seems like it's kind of out of nowhere and she just blows up? How do you feel? Uh, usually it's where me and her are both mad and we're like, basically imagine if you're a Marvel fan, you might. Mm-hmm. know this but like imagine two hulks against each other basically <sighs> just like yelling mm, yeah that would be scary yeah what do you do when this happens 
Uh, usually me and her would be fighting or something like that. Something mm-hmm. in that area. Okay. We're, we're just on each other's nerves. And then mm. actually I'd have to just cool off, which is pretty hard for me. Mm-hmm. So how do you cool off? What do you usually do? Usually I might have to punch a pillow or something. Luckily, I have memory foam ones. Or, like, maybe go outside and throw a couple rocks where it won't hit anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe other than a wall. Has your mom suggested that you do these things as a way for you to calm down and let that energy out? Yeah, it was hit the rocks and the pillows, yeah. Okay. And does that help? Do you feel like that's been a good thing for you? Yeah. Awesome. Do you remember what you used to do before she suggested that? Did you used to do something different? So basically I'd bend my fingers and like kind of like you're holding a ball Mm -hmm. that fits in the size of your hand. Mm -hmm. I do it with both and put it above my head, like bend down kind of like, Mm -hmm. and then I just move it around Mm. and Sometimes maybe just throw punches at the air. Okay. So what happens after the blow up and things have actually calmed down? What happens after that? What's it like between you and your mom? Me and her usually have a good relationship. Yeah. Um, Do you guys talk about the episode or the blow up and how it made you feel? Like, do you guys mend things afterwards? Sometimes, usually it's my mom who does it. I One thing I don't really like about that is, like, I feel like it's a lecture and I don't really like those because mm-hmm. she does them a lot. <laughs> Moms are good at that. Yeah. All right. What are some things that your mom does that make you happy? Like I said, she stands up to Colby. Sometimes she might play with me. Like this Mother's Day, I played catch with her. I think. Oh, and before I forget, just to clarify, just so everybody knows, Colby is actually your mom's boyfriend. So that's who Gavin's referring to when he says Colby, right? Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. Sorry. That's okay. This is your first time. You're learning. Yep. Um, has there ever been a time when you were really sad or really upset, and your mom has helped you through it? Uh. Not really. There's never been a time where I was too upset, but like, I'm pretty sure if there was, she would. Good. Do you feel like you have that kind of a relationship with her where if you were upset about something or you had a situation that bothered you that you could go to her? There's actually a situation that's basically like that. So Mm -hmm. it's where Xavier, one of my friends, Mm -hmm. Um, so our dog, Jack, he's been ran over by a truck and don't worry, he's big. So he survived Mm -hmm. and my friend Xavier didn't believe me. I'm like, he's a big dog. And then my, the next day, luckily Xavier wasn't by our car. Mm -hmm. And when we got out, I had mommy tell him about like Jack and how he would have survived, and then Xavier understood. How did that make you feel 
when you were trying to explain to your friend before your mom helped you out? Is that pretty yeah. frustrating? Yeah. So my next question, is there anything you wish you could change about your relationship with your mom? That we wouldn't fight as much or, like, attack each other. Yeah. Yeah. What do, what do you mean by attack each other? Like, make each other mad and, like, no offense to her, but I, she used to, like, hit me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't really like it, so that's one thing. Mm. I want to ask you about the bubble. What does that term mean? Um, how do you use it? What's the bubble? Um, the bubble, it's like, so you ask if you can be it, and in it, you can basically say anything, like cuss words or even do the finger, like basically anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, like, do stuff that's illegal, but you can do some stuff. Mm, Okay. So what is it that you use it for when you say, can I be in the bubble? Uh, Sometimes I just use it for jokes. I see. Okay. Bea was telling me that she uses it sometimes when she has something that she wants to tell your mom or your dad, but she doesn't want to get into trouble. So she uses the bubble. Do you ever do that? I don't think so. No, not so much? Interesting. Okay. What do you think about the term mental health? What do you mean by that? Like, do you think... When you hear your mom talk about mental health, if she says, you know, she talks about props to crazy, what we're doing with the podcast, do you ever hear her say the words mental health? Uh, not really. I don't really pay attention to her during that time. Oh, okay. So she's in a quiet area that I'm nowhere near. <laughs> I see. No worries. We'll skip past that one. So yeah. I have one last question for you. It was actually a question that you had asked your mom a couple of years ago, if I understand correctly. She reminded yeah. you of this question just before we started talking so that you can kind of get a refresher in your mind. Yeah, what she said, I didn't really didn't think I said that one. I thought I said, if you could change one thing in the past, what would it be? Okay. I thought that was it. But So the question if, I have is, if you could change all of the bad things that happened in the past, what do you think would happen in the future? I think I wouldn't be like really bad. I think that my life would be really good and perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm counting bad things as in, like, the times me and mommy got mad or stuff that I really didn't like in my life. Like, getting sick, that's fine. I'd keep that if I wanted. So then mm-hmm. my body wouldn't ever have it happen again. Mm-hmm. Even if it was, like, really sick. But, like, some stuff, like, me getting surgery on my um, lip or putting a BB ball in my ear. Mm, yeah. I did that when I was five. Nice. I had to get a drill through my ear. I can feel the difference in my ears. Ugh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, my mom tried getting it out with ply or tweezers, 
didn't work. Took me to the doctors. They tried with tweezers. Then they had to drill it out. Wow. Awful. Let me pose this question to you in this way. If you were thinking about your mom and if she could change all of the bad things that happened in her past, what do you think would happen in her future? What do you think about that? She'd um, mom us better, basically. Like, be a better mom than she is now. Like, her mom is basically the one who taught her how to do this. Mm -hmm. So if none of that ever happened, she wouldn't be like this, and it'd be very different. Yeah, it would be very different. It's kind of a crazy concept to think about, huh? Yeah. If you could change one little thing, what would happen with the bigger picture? And then if you took all the bad things away, what would the bigger picture look like? I think that's something that we all think about. If this, if that, if I could go back and go back and change this, then my life would be this way. And the interesting thing is you just never, you never know. Maybe it would be better. Maybe it would be worse. Who knows, right? Yeah. That's all the questions that we had to go through that I've written down and done with the other kids. Did you have any questions for me or anything else that you want to say about this interview and how you think and feel about your mom? I want to answer my question of if I could change one thing, what it would be. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's, Let's do that. This kind of is against the rule for that question, but I'd say where my mom didn't like attack me and stuff mm-hmm. kind of like you guys said mm-hmm. that's technically against the rules because that's multiple different things yeah. but if it was one thing it'd be where Colby recorded me while I was sad and mad he still has a footage but I really don't like it I re- still want to delete it from his phone mm. but I haven't been able to <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever showed it to anybody or does he just like have it on his phone as a way to remember? He just has it on his phone for me. Ah, interesting. I could see why that would bother you. Just knowing that it's out there and not wanting to see it, hear it again, or have anybody look at it. I'd probably feel the exact same way. Okay. Well, thank you so much for letting me ask you those questions and just get to know what it's like for you having Michelle as a mom and just going through the stuff that she struggles with, what your perspective is like. It's been really interesting. It's been good to hear what you think about it. Okay. Thanks, Gavin. And if we do more kid interviews, would you be interested in doing another one with us? Maybe. Awesome. If we didn't have a glitch. I know. If the technology hadn't been so difficult, this would have been done a long time ago. Yeah. That's all right, though. All right, Gavin, have a good night. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Steph. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm so good. I'm so excited to talk to you about this. (laughs) Yay. Good, because I can't wait to hear what your response was. Yeah. So we are doing a recording now, just trying to get Michelle's response after listening to Gavin's interview with me from the Mm -hmm. kid interviews that we did. Yes. So first off, I just want to ask, what was your initial reaction 
to the interview when you listened to it? You know, I was really pleased with both of them, actually. I mean, you know, now that I've listened to both, I really, it's, it's been awesome to hear what they had to say. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's been great to have them open up. And with Gavin, I kind of wasn't surprised (laughs) Mm -hmm. with some of the things that he said, but I was also intrigued by some of the things that he said too. Was there anything that you were nervous about what he might say or how he might put it? Well, like I said last time, I was nervous that my kids would call me out, and Mm -hmm. he did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that. But that is totally okay. Like, that's part of the real raw nature of this podcast and trying to sort of normalize things and just say, hey, I'm not the only one, and I'm hoping other people can, you know – take from this experience that I had and maybe not feel like they're alone. I yeah. Guess. Relate to it. Yeah, exactly. So I know you've listened to it a couple times now because mm-hmm. so Michelle did the initial editing after that recording with Gavin and mm-hmm. then she went ahead and listened to it again before we hopped on to do this recording just as like a refresher. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, did you pick up any differences from the first time you listened to it to when you listened through it the second time, was there anything that jumped out to you in that second listening? Yeah, absolutely. The first time I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, say this, this, and this to defend myself. <laughs> and then the second time around, I feel like I heard him more. That oh, yeah. Sense. So for instance, when he was talking about Colby, my boyfriend, mm-hmm not feeding him, mm-hmm. not allowing me to feed him. <laughs> the first response was like, oh my gosh, they are going to think <laughs> that we <laughs> do not feed our children and that my boyfriend is like neglecting and, and starving <laughs> of my children. But then the second time around, I heard that he was trying to explain mm-hmm. it a little bit, but so that helped me feel better but I also still kind of wanted to clarify a little bit on that (laughs) so my son is the pickiest eater in all of the (laughs) land and so what happens is I cook a meal and my son picks at it and then he's full and a couple hours later he's hungry again and he wants me to cook for him and my boyfriend is like no You're not going to cook another meal for your son because he picked at the one that you cooked for him. And so we encourage our children to cook for themselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) if they don't want to eat what I have cooked for them. So they're not starving. (laughs) (laughs) My kids get enough to eat. They just don't want to eat what I have made for them. And I know there's some parents who are like forceful and like, oh, you should make your kids eat whatever, whatever. Well, I'm going to tell you right now for my sanity and for his sanity, it's best that we let him eat what he wants to Mm -hmm. eat. I have spent 12 years of my life fighting him on food and I'm Mm -hmm. done. (laughs) 
I refuse. So, yep, I'm going to cook the meal that I'm going to cook for dinner. And I try to somewhat cater to him, not in the sense that, you know, just more like I'll try to cook meals that I know he would mm-hmm. eat. But that's not all the time. Sometimes I want to experiment and sometimes I want to try something new. Right. And he gets to cook for himself that night. (laughs) And so he was saying, I like that my mom will cook for me. So what will happen is I'll feel bad. And so then instead of cooking a meal for everybody, I'll cook. One for my son and one for my daughter and one for my boyfriend and I. (laughs) And it's a terrible thing. Like, and that's exactly why my boyfriend's sticking up for me saying, no, you don't need to cook three meals in one night because you feel whatever you feel, Mm -hmm. you know? I am glad that you expanded on that because when I was interviewing him and he said that, it just made me laugh because it seems like Mm -hmm. they said something similar about referencing food and your boyfriend Colby. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, man, I need a follow-up question to see what's going on. Cause he kind of explained it, but it was still one of those situations. It's like, what's really going on there? (laughs) Yeah. Let's get, let's get a little What is the meaning of this? So that just makes so much more sense. Why do they appreciate their mom feeding them? I'm like, what are they doing? But it's the time they're not being fed. (laughs) (laughs) But the, that's the thing is they're not not being fed. They're just not having a prepared meal from me every meal of right. the day. Isn't an individualized prepared meal. Yes. <laughs> I think it's very interesting to see that sense of, I don't know what the right wording is for it, that sense of balance that, mm. I don't know, there's this need they have for you to provide what it is they're wanting that they can't do for themselves, like certain kinds mm-hmm. of cooking. And then there's the you that, you know, you want to provide for them. You want to be a good mom, but at the same time, you can't cater to every want and every need and every desire. And it's hard to find that balance. It's hard to look at it from a perspective and being like, no, like this is not appropriate. Like the norm or standards you don't cook an individual meal and dinner for every single person. Everybody's eating something different. And then there's the yes. moments where you're like, no, this night and this time and where we're at right now, this is okay. Right. I find that interesting. Yeah. Well, and just right now thinking about it and kind of digging deeper into it, I think one of the other reasons why I would cook individual meals for my kids was as a single mom before my boyfriend came around, things were just so hectic around my house. It was like getting home from school. There was always this drive home that there were these fights and the kids were hangry. And then one kid wanted one thing and the other kid wanted another thing. And I was just like, just leave me alone. (laughs) And I would just cook the meals, give them to them. And I would eat a little bit of both Mm -hmm. of their food. And that worked for us at the time. But logically, it doesn't make sense to cook two to three meals every meal. So it's about finding Mm -hmm. that balance. Especially when, like, you're not one that's partial, that enjoys cooking. Mm -hmm. Like me, I don't like cooking. So if I'm going to cook something, everybody better better eat eat it. it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. 
Me too. I hate cooking. I hate it with a passion. In fact, what I hate more than cooking is when people complain (laughs) about my cooking. It's just this. It's Mm -hmm. a trigger. Yeah. Big time. It's all about picking and choosing your battles, though. Honestly. Yeah. Are there any other thoughts or comments that you have or any questions that you have about that interview? I found it really interesting that when you asked what, if I could change the bad things in my past, um, what it would do to my future and that he brought up my parents' parenting. He's such a profound kid. I'll tell you, he just blows me away with the things that he says. And granted, I don't doubt that he's heard me talk about different things. So I'm not saying that he thought of all of those ideas by himself, but that was a processed Mm -hmm. thought, you know, that is really logical. And I give my parents the benefit of the Mm -hmm. doubt 100% in their parenting because I know it is hard. And they had seven kids with seven different personalities And for them to do it the exact same way for every single one is not logical. I do want to say that, so by the time they got around to me, they had to change everything up because I was completely Mm -hmm. different from Mm -hmm. everybody. And so I don't want to dog my parents' parenting because they used a lot of good techniques. As an adult, as a parent, I can understand that. Now... Did they use bad techniques as well? Yes. And did I pick up on those? Yes. Mm -hmm. And am I using them? Yes. Like that's kind of where he's coming from Mm -hmm. is if I had had different techniques used, I would be able to use different techniques. But I mean, that's the whole thing of parenting, right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of having children is to do better than your parents. Well, what I found interesting is regardless of what he has or has not heard you say, the fact that he could go back and find that comparison and really think, okay, well, if we change that, then how would this be now? Kids are just like so Mm -hmm. in the now and in the present. Things are not fair. Me, 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 me. So for him to look outside of that, even at 12, Mm -hmm. you're not really at that point where you're looking at the outside world. And for him to, Mm -hmm. to get to that place, thinking of you and the experiences you had, I find that, I found that pretty unique. Yeah. You know, and so the uniqueness of the beginning of that story is that he asked that question when he was 10 years Mm -hmm. old. So that question was two years ago and I specifically wrote it down when he said it at the exact moment, because I didn't want to forget it because I knew it was that big of a question and it's so mm-hmm. profound. And so he says he remembers it differently mm-hmm. and I get that, but I wrote it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I actually, uh, messaged that to my mom, that question. I posed mm-hmm. it to her, not telling her who, mm-hmm. who had said it. And she was like, Oh my gosh, that is deep. That is, you know, really, profound. And, and then when I told her it was Gavin, she was like, Gavin, Gavin, (laughs) we've known there's something. Well, I've known that since birth, but (laughs) now everyone else is seeing it. Yes. 
are there any other thoughts or comments that you have or any questions that you have about that interview? I thought it was really self-aware on his part to recognize his part in our fight. Yes. Like he didn't just call Mm -hmm. me out. He wasn't like, my mom does this. He was like, when, when we get into it, (laughs) this is how it is. And I thought that was so interesting. I agree. Um, That he could look at himself and say, I'm there too. And I'm doing it too. Knowing that it's a two way street and it's a relationship and it's not just, he's a victim. My mom does this and my mom does that. And my mom makes me feel this or Mm. what, and it's her disorder. And you, 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 the fact he can put himself Mm. in that place as well. I mean, that's a huge sign of maturity and you should be proud of that. Mm. That's so interesting that you say maturity because I was just thinking about his maturity level and, and some things he's maturing at this stage and sometimes some things he's not, you know, obviously that's going to happen, but I am really proud of his self-awareness and I I feel like that is something that I have taught Mm -hmm. them. The other thing that I wanted to also mention was, (laughs) I just wanted to talk about the bubble again, really quickly. (laughs) My (laughs) kids, My kids are so funny in their idea of what the bubble is used for because they clearly get into the bubble for one reason (laughs) and I get into the bubble for another. (laughs) Absolutely. But I have to say that, so we've had the kids split up this summer. I'm just going to say that um, I've had Bea for a few weeks without Gavin and now I have Gavin without Bea right now. So it's been some special times. But Gavin and Bea both have used the bubble in a way to tell me something that they were nervous to tell mm. me about. <laughs> Interestingly, Bea's was to tell me that she was on uh, Snapchat. Because <laughs> she knows that I don't want her on Snapchat. And so I said, okay, if you feel like you want to be on Snapchat and that you're old enough for that kind of stuff, then we get to have a discussion about sex. And she was like, (gasps) and I was like, okay, let's get in the bubble. And she was like, what? And I was like, and so I got into it with her and, um, we had a discussion about safety and about, you know, just people out there who are bad people and how Snapchat can be used in a bad negative way. And It was funny because she just, she, as I'm telling her this, she's like, I'm deleting it, mom. (laughs) Don't worry. It's too much too soon. And then Gavin this week wanted to tell me something and it was on the topic of sex as well. And so we got into the bubble to discuss that. And oh my gosh, I'm so glad we have the bubble because it's like a preparer for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, these are the discussions I'm having. You know, this is the age that we're at. These are the things that I have to say now. And I'm uncomfortable. So I'm going to get in the yeah. bubble. And it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's great that they see you using the bubble. That you are trusting yeah. them and you are putting it on them that like, can I confide something in you? Can I trust you with information? I think that gives yeah. them a level of, I don't want to say importance, but 
like that you really yeah. value their opinion and it takes away from the, you're the child. You need to come to me. I'm always right. This is how it is. And it's like I said, you value their right. response, what they think, how they feel. Well, and I feel like I value more than just that. I value their trust. I, by going into the bubble, I'm saying I yes. can trust you. And that's a big deal. And that's one thing that I've really been trying to get across to them is my trust mm-hmm. in them. I've been listening to this podcast. I'm just going to say <laughs> it's a parenting podcast and it has really helped me out. And that's one of the biggest things that they say is the things that you say to your kids are the things that they hear. So if I'm saying, are you lying to me? They're hearing lying. They hear that. And then they, when they make those decisions that are hard, are going to make the trustworthy decision because they know that mom yeah. can trust them. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and it's another so. thing that is like actions speak louder than words. And even though you're using your words, the fact that you're following through and you're saying, yeah, we have a bubble of trust. And then you turn around and use it. They're going to be more inspired to use it as well. Right? And if I say, I trust you. I think. Yeah. That's awesome. I do enjoy talking about the bubble. I'm glad that we were able to go over that with all the communities (laughs) because it has just made such an impact for me. It's such a simple concept, but how powerful it can be. Yeah. It's so true. And it obviously, as we've been talking, it's been life changing Mm -hmm. for all of us. Absolutely. All right. Well, I don't have anything more for you. Yeah, I don't either. I think I'm good. Those were the things I wanted to talk about. Well, I'm so glad that you shared on that point. Um, And we are so looking forward to our next recording and our next episodes. Now that we're done with the kid interviews, we have some more interesting stuff to come. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited. We're going to kind of be taking a little bit. So our podcast is not, we don't have any structure. (laughs) Can you tell? (laughs) But we but we kind of wanted to do something a little bit different this time, and we're going to dig into some some different topics. So can't wait to to get that recorded and put out for everybody. Yes, same here. All right. Well, until next time, my friend. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. We will see you next time or talk to you or you can listen to us. <laughs> <laughs>